0: This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. So the message today is about, do cats, do, cats and dogs go to heaven? And it really, I was inspired to create this talk, um, and really the Cats and Dog Days of Summer went around the talk (laughs) rather than the other way around but it was because a friend of mine called me and she was in such distress because her dog had died rather suddenly and she was she was just bereft and and on top of that she was she was so sad because she had the belief that dogs don't go to heaven because that's what she had been taught in her religious upbringing and so I think that that is a level of cruelty that we have in our world, that not only do we have to part with these pets much sooner than we ever want to, but then we have been told, and that's it, deal with it. Because that's not truth. I, I looked up to see, what do what the various religions actually teach about that? So the Christian religion says, no, no way, they don't. They don't move on. The Jewish religion says, yes, God reserves a blessed existence, so why not for pets? The Muslims say, in heaven, we can have anything we want. So if we want our pets, voila. The American Indians say all creatures are interconnected, all children of the earth are all going back to the creator. Dogs and cats never left. In another dimension, at least. The Hindus say that only humans go to heaven, but animals can evolve to be humans. The Buddhists say, focus on the now, not on the afterlife. However, animals can become humans and humans can become animals in the various incarnations. Um, The Mormons say, yes, of course they do. Pope Francis of the Catholic Church told a child, paradise is open to all of God's creatures. However, his predecessor said animals can't go to heaven. So to me, The upshot of that is, who knows? We get to decide for ourselves that all these religions of the world don't have a common understanding of it. And who's to say that one of them is right just because they think they are? We had our talk last week from Kevin about who's right and who's wrong, right? You know, ah, maybe they are, but maybe they're not. As far as unity goes, I think the first thing that we want to question is, what is heaven? So when we say, do dogs and cats go to heaven? Heaven, in Unity's understanding, is not a destination resort. It's just not. It is a state of consciousness. If you actually read the Gospels and you read what Jesus said about heaven, There is no point at which he said, oh, heaven is up in the sky, and if you're really good, you're gonna get to go there and you're gonna have, their streets of gold and pearls and angels with wings, all of that stuff that we've heard. This is product of the imagination. No, what Jesus talked about is consciousness. He talked about how it's like a pearl of great price that you let everything else go because this is so important. And what is this? The kingdom of heaven within, that higher consciousness within, is more important than all the stuff. He has one metaphor after another, and they all have to do with consciousness. Heaven is a state of consciousness, as is hell. So, we have all been to both locations in our minds, more than once. And it's our choice which one we'll be in. So, if we think about it as consciousness, and then we think about animals, and we say, which, where are they more likely to be in consciousness? In a state of oneness with all that is? or in a state of torment because they're worrying about the future or they're stewing about the past, which is hell. Only humans get to choose hell, whereas animals are choosing oneness all the time. It's our particular privilege I don't know. Opportunity on this planet that we get to make choices about our consciousness that we get to grow our consciousness. That's not what that's not what animals are doing here. They're not growing their consciousness. They're interested in treats for sure, but they're they're not growing their consciousness. They're just being here. They're just being love. We get so attached to our animals because they just radiate love. They are our teachers in so many ways. They are already in heaven, in my opinion. And when they die, their physical body dissolves. But they remain as consciousness. One of our members, Jackie Kaufman, was telling me that after her, I think it was her cat, it could have been her dog, but her, her animal that was beloved had died and came back and visited her. Has anybody else had that experience of seeing an animal that has, yeah, look around, several of you. It's very possible because they are pure consciousness, which is what we are too inside the illusion of these physical bodies that are so compelling and interesting. Oh, wouldn't you rather listen to her? I don't know if those of you in line can hear this sweet little toddler who is, she's crawling around and she is talking up a storm. She knows things that we have forgotten, and we are so, we are so happy to hear her. Hmm. The whole idea of ca- of heaven has an interesting origin. Um, it it really predates the time of Jesus and goes back to the time of Daniel, which was when. They were in, I think it was the Babylonian captivity, one of those captivities where the Israelites were taken from their homeland, and, and so they were, they were distressed because their tradition had been, when you died, you were buried in a cave, and then you, your children died, and they were buried in the same cave, and every, all the family was together in the cave, and that gave them comfort. And then when they were in captivity and dispersing to different places, they couldn't be all together again. So they came up with this idea of heaven, which was a location where they could all be together. That didn't make it true. It made it comforting. And it caught on because people need comfort. In the Middle Ages, now remember, in in the time that we're talking about, like the time of Jesus when he talks about the kingdom of heaven, remember the science of that. Flat earth and waters and a dome over the earth that has, it's not infinite, it's just got an end to it, and you can't You can't actually sail off the end of the earth in this model because there's that dome called the sky. And then up above that dome is what they call the heavens and the gods are up there. So if you remember your Greek literature, the deus ex ex machina was the god in the machine who would come down out of the sky up there, down into the world and solve the problems. That's the scientific understanding of that time when they're talking about heavens. So today, we know that that is not an accurate scientific model of the cosmos. And that's okay. It's okay that that was their model. What's not okay is if we take the explanations that they had, that they tried to make meaning of their world, and we accept that as science and dogma. Because it's not. And if we read those those texts, and we read it from a metaphysical point of view, which is that's really the key to unity teachings, is it's not never about literal, it's about metaphysical. It's about what is the higher understanding of that. If we do that then we come up with a heaven that is about consciousness. Where dogs and cats already are and we're going to catch up with them. Okay. So let's continue here. We're going to do something now. It's it's a little bit like um, a council of all beings, where we get to bless the different animals in the world. You know, yesterday at the cat and dog days, um, we had at the toward the end of it, there was some real excitement, and it was because a little uh, we were having music here with Janelle M- Musson and. It was so wonderful. The kids were really enjoying it. And then a little blue lizard had come in under the door and had crawled up under the chair and it was over here and one of the kids spotted it and and they were so excited. Oh, I want to catch the lizard. And, so th- suddenly, there's three little girls that are all competing, trying to get at this lizard that they're going to save, of course. And um, so they're chasing it over there. We're opening the door. Finally, th- finally, the lizard makes its way out in one, mostly one piece. Um, <clears throat> but but I wondered, you know, was was the lizard coming in because it could feel that energy of appreciation for animals, and it was drawn in and. You know, when it was getting a little too appreciated, it just made its way back out again. (laughs) Animals are so much smarter than we give them credit for. Oh, and I almost forgot, chickens. So Janelle raises chickens. Maybe some of you do too, but she was talking about these chickens that were born during the pandemic. And, And so, you know, she's kind of spending a lot of time sitting around at home. And so she's taking the chickens and she's just holding them like this, and she found that they just love to curl up on her shoulder, and and that if she strokes them here, they're, oh, they love that. And now they're adult chickens, but she gets, comes home, and they come running to her, and they climb up on her shoulder. (laughs) Who would have thought, if you aren't a chicken farmer (laughs) like Carol is, who would have thought that chickens were so loving? You know, animals are so much more than what we give them credit for. Because we we have this idea that it's all about brains. We think that we're the most elevated creatures because we have the biggest brains, except the whale has got like 2,000 times more of a brain than we do. But we conveniently ignore that fact when we're elevating ourselves to the top of the consciousness chain. Animals are very wise and they radiate love and so we honor them. So I'm going to invite everybody to think about an animal that you would like to honor and we're going to pass the mic so that we speak for all creatures. I speak for whale whose power songs fill the oceans. May whale always be protected and free and inspire us to use our voices in beautiful and powerful ways. I speak for the elephants, the elephants who have been used for entertainment. May that no longer happen. May they roam free. They are majestic, family-oriented, beautiful beings. I bless the hummingbirds, that we are so fortunate to get to watch and them flit around and the fun that they have and how they play with each other and and grapple and just bring a smile to my face every morning as I watch them. Anybody up here with a mic already want to mention someone? And those of you who are online in the chat, please post yours. I bless the Rock Chucks at the Old Mill. I bless all goats who are naughty and wonderful and funny. I bless all the beautiful horses in the world. Mm. I'm going to bless the salmon of the world Mm. because they take such an incredible journey to be part Mm. of our lives and for us to be able to see them in various stages of their environment and appreciate them, and what they give to us and nature is un- unbelievable, and what a blessing. I, I bless the scums because I think they get a bad rap. <laughs> I, bl- uh, I bless the bees and the butterflies. Uh, they're so uh, needed in our world, and we need to love and protect them. Just raise your hand if you have one. I bless all the owls, including, like, the barn owls. And if you watch them, they really take care of their young, and they mate for life until one of them is killed. And so they, I think they really they take care of the mice populations. And so I think they have a part in our world. I bless all the birds. Um, They just have such beautiful sounds in the morning. I'm so connected to nature through the power of birds and their communication through the trees is pretty phenomenal and intricate. I bless the cats because as you look into their eyes, you can see them holding the space for wonder and compassion as they uh, um, move about through their lives. I'd like to bless two of my my favorite beings, Tatanka Oyate, Buffalo Nation, and Red Tail Hawk people. Thank you for your lessons every day. and takuyas. I bless the ants who build inside the earth and create a network of loving energy. I bless the lizards who do push-ups in my rock garden (laughs) and then give me a side eye that says, pretty impressive, huh? (laughs) to bless the deer that are so prolific in our area. They're all around where I live and they're so resilient. We've taken their <laughs> territory and and they do their best to uh, raise their families and get along and they're so gentle. I have two doe and they're two each two twins that visit me every morning and the little babies, they stop and they look in the door at me and I just d- <laughs> They're so gentle, they're so, they have such a, a loving presence, and they have a hard time, you know? So I bless them. I was going to bless the deer, too, and they're pretty well fed at my house. <laughs> not always what they should be eating, but I don't, I don't give them anything. They, they choose out of the garden. Um, but all the pollinators are just critical to the survival of this universe I would like to bless the sea turtles, ohonu. The they're such peaceful calm spiritual beings mm-hmm. did not hear me (laughs) oh the dolphins yes the dolphins and their wisdom and their gentleness and family-oriented desires well the obvious is the dogs because I'm sorry I think they're the most evolved (laughs) and um, I'm just grateful for all of them but especially for my sweet pets that have come before and the one I have now just the love they give is unbelievable. Anyone else? That was so, oh, that was Rachel. the best. You have one, Rachel? I bless the spiders because they get a really bad rap. Uh, From a lot of people, but in my world I have a very intimate relationship with spiders I have a pact with them so uh, they know they're safe in my house at the most. They're gonna get transferred outside Wow, here we go (laughs) sloth hello The sloth is like Buddha Just sits there, chill, calm, all knowing, nothing gets it upset, excited, and they're so cute.